1: Down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Scoop myself, made my own dojo, a cold flow with the whole dose of soul, maintain composure, even in fury. and anomaly
0: properties. This week on the Pete the Pizza Planet Show, we talked to a young lady in the Northeast. Who, I don't know, on paper is killing it. Let's see if that's true. She recently has gotten a raise uh, in the office here. Sometimes we talk about these cases. Before uh, we bring the guest on air, we're all like, wow, we like we like what we see. Her name is Kendall. She joins us now. She's 23. She lives in New York. Hello, Kendall.
1: Hi, Pete. How are you?
0: Good. Did you like the pressure of me saying we like you already? Is that, is that a lot to deal yeah. with?
1: Oh, that's, that's one way to make you very nervous very
0: quickly. All right, so things are going well. You are 23. Your household income is roughly a hundred thousand dollars or so, which, by the way, is good. But you also live in one of the most expensive cities in the world. So, uh, does I don't know if you have a basis for this, but does a hundred thousand dollars feel like a hundred thousand dollars, or does it not feel like a hundred thousand dollars? You know, I don't, I don't.
1: I just I've kind of been right when I got the raise. I had some other things happen, and so my my expenses have kind of been all over the place with the car, and it 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 is a lot of money, but it it doesn't really you know feel like my the rest of my life hasn't changed. I haven't done anything, and then I look at my account balance and. There's, there's some more money in there, and I've kind of got a side job going
0: right now, too, so it's, it's even higher than, than normal. Nice. So what do we want? I mean, we got a bunch of numbers here, and we'll get into them. You also said in your email to us that you think I'm going to kill you, which is probably not true. I enjoy my freedom. Uh, but it does involve a large car loan, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe I will commit a crime. Uh, but what do you want to accomplish in our time here today? What do you, what do you want to work on?
1: I really I want to talk about... My retirement situation, because of the way my job works, okay. is, is maybe more difficult. Um, I don't have access to the traditional retirement vehicles that most people do. Um, and so kind of what's the best way, I've kind of tried a couple of different things, but I'm interested to hear your opinion. It's not something that's often you know covered or talked about. Um, and then also kind of now that I do have this car loan and I have, my income's gone up significantly. Kind of the best way to leverage this now, while I have a lot of extra
0: cash flow. Awesome. Well, let's do it uh, again. You make about a hundred thousand dollars. Your net monthly income is what of around six thousand sixty-one hundred or so, something like that. Yeah, about sixty-one. Um, Roth IRA. You have a Roth IRA at age twenty-three of thirty-eight thousand dollars. How in the world did you do that?
1: <laughs> um. Started really young and has has maxed it out. Um, one of the best things my parents ever did for me was they opened a Roth IRA for me in high school, um, and and taught me very very young that retirement savings was really important. So I had I inherited or got access to at 21 um, a Roth IRA that my parents had set up, that I'd contributed money to um, with about $15,000 in it. Okay, um, and then. In the last two years it's it's gone up from there, thanks to the market and i've I've maxed it out every for the last three years
0: and you also have another eighty five hundred dollars in a taxable account that's marked for retirement that's because you just couldn't put any more into a roth. you wanted to keep saving money, so you invested about eighty five hundred bucks is that right
1: basically yeah
0: and then another twelve thousand five hundred plus a $2,500 buffer in your checking. So you've got another $15,000 of just regular savings, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you live in a very expensive city. How do you handle housing in, in New York? I assume you do you live in an outer borough or do, are you the person with the cheap apartment in Soho? How's this work?
1: <laughs> I live in, uh, in Brooklyn and I work in Brooklyn. Um, so I, my rent's only 950 a month. It's it's, I do have roommates, but it's also kind of a steal for the area. Um, so I, I have no no plans to leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay there as long as I live in New York, or they kick me
0: out. You your rent is nine hundred and fifty dollars a month. I feel like I feel like part of me wants to just scream liar and have Nicole hang up because <laughs> there's just no way. I mean, seriously, how many people live with you? Like thirty mm-hmm. six? Do you live with thirty six okay. people?
1: <laughs> I have three roommates, um, but. I also kind of live at work. I'm not even home that much, but our apartment is huge. I don't know, I don't even have a lease. It's like this old Polish couple.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> they don't
1: even live here. You just like, you just send them money every month and hope, you know, no one no one comes to kick you out, but I'm, I'm not gonna ask any questions until they do.
0: Now, one of your big challenges, like you mentioned, is you don't have an employer-sponsored uh, retirement plan. So the way you will have to fund your retirement if you stay in this sort of field, uh, it is to use individual vehicles like a Roth IRA, which you have been doing. Uh, and so you've been maxing out that, uh, to start every year. So, so far, so good, right? You're doing everything you can so far, but what we're trying to do is, is to make sure that you can still retire, uh, earlier on time. When do you, when do you want to retire? Did you say, was I not listening? When do you want to retire?
1: Well, I, I have no idea. I mean, I think my, I, I, both my parents were self-employed growing up, so I was really used to kind of the freedom that they had. Even though they worked, they didn't work, you know. Uh, but they weren't tethered to you know nine to five jobs. So I'm not really thinking about retiring early. My parents are still working at almost seventy and happy. But I I like the I want the flexibility. Is kind of so I'm trying to figure out how I can kind of set myself up. Um, that's why I've always had like a you know, i tried to have a bigger emergency fund. So if I wanted to, you know, take a job on the other side of the country or I wanted, you know, I ended a sh- job and wanted to take three months off, it wouldn't be a problem.
0: So you definitely have that flexibility right now. Do you think it is possible that you bail on New York at some point in time? Or I guess the better way to say, that isn't out of the question, right? I mean, you're willing to go where no. your career takes you?
1: I am not. I Yes, I the plan is never to move to New York. Yeah. Um, I actually, I used to work down in the South um on on tv shows and i kind of got drawn up here by someone who you know wanted me to work on a show and i just never left i haven't had a single week off in the last you know since i moved up here um so i could always take a show out of town
0: so yeah you you work in sort of a niche world but you're in the film television and film industry which is sort of interesting did you go to school for that or is this do you trip into this after high school how does a person find their way i assume you have a college degree is that true
1: i i do and i, and I went to a four-year school I, I just graduated in 2016 So i've been out for you know two two years and change um but i went to a four-year, four-year school for business kind of a big business school and then got recruited out of an internship program basically mm-hmm. to do this
0: so you always hear those things happen, but you never see they actually happen. And you're, you're the person that happened to. Now, in one of your business classes, was there a chapter on $39,000 car loans? Or Oh my gosh, what is going on? What are you doing? What, so you have a $39,000 car loan What in New York. That's, a, that's unusual, right? Well, because
1: I'm not planning to stay in New York for very long. I'm, I'm actually trying to kind of get out after I'm, I'm done on this show. But okay. I always say that, and then I get roped into another job.
0: Do you plan on like just packing everything in this car and then like, it's like a bug out bag and you're going to like leave the city yeah. and you're dead of the night. And then they're going to write a show about you. Then you'll have to work on that show and you'll have to stay in New York.
1: Basically, basically. I actually almost moved out of New York, um, a month ago, right before I got the raise, I got offered another job in one of the Carolinas. And I had basically was going to have two weeks notice to move down to one of the Carolinas for nine months.
0: You know, your situation reminds me sort of what a person should be doing when they're in their twenties is this like you give yourself the ability and the flexibility to live this interesting life because you don't make a lot of poor financial decisions. Now, again, is it ideal for you to have a $39,000 car loan? Probably not, but you're also, I mean, you've got a pretty significant net worth for someone who is 23 years old or 33 years old for that matter. Um, but how did you end up with a car loan that big? Like, so did you have a car and it died and you needed another one, or was this just like, I'm going to buy a car today?
1: <laughs> so it, it was kind of a combination of both. I have been a big fan of a particular car manufacturer for a while, and I, um, I put down a deposit a couple of years ago while I was still in college in hopes that maybe when the car became available, I could afford it. And then I moved to New York, and I didn't need a car, obviously, and I proceeded with my life, and they happened to have a car in New York that was demoing, and I called them, and I was like, okay, I'll come down and just see it. I had no intention of getting one, and I kid you not, half a mile from the dealer, my 16-year-old, 180,000-mile car broke down
0: for the first time. You know, that sounds very iPhone-ish. You know, like when there's a new iPhone coming out and your iPhone just like, do, 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 I'm gonna suck now. And then it doesn't work. So of course we all know what kind of car you got because you said you're a fan of the car maker. So <laughs> where do you plug in your Tesla? Where do you plug it in? Actually in Brooklyn,
1: there's a charger in my- God, oh, that's so a half a mile from my apartment.
0: I love it, I love it. By the way, um, this is a wonderful story. Like, I, I'm like, I, as we're sitting here talking, I'm like, yeah, but maybe I'll zinger with this reality. <laughs> and I look through and I'm like, no, I, I actually, this is pretty, pretty nice. Um, you know, I don't know how the television industry is. Do you ever end up working anything other than for small production companies? Do you ever end up working for a big studio or something that actually has structured benefits? Um. So I, and I'm actually
1: currently working for a large studio, but we are, we're long-term contractors, basically. Um, I don't work, you know, it's not like I get a call every day from a different show. I'm I'm on a show, and I'm on a show for the whole thing. So my current show, I'm on for about six months, and then I'll have to find a new job. Um, and then my last show was six months. Before that, it was like three months. You know, so I'm on long-term contracts, and I technically work for these big companies, um, you know, Universal, Netflix, Sony, but I'm not technically a full-time employee. We're, we're union employees, although I don't I get the benefits of being in a union without actually being in a union. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, but we're not technically like full-time employees. Down the road, I started at a studio. My plan is probably to eventually go back.
0: Okay. I mean, that'll, that'll help you from a retirement perspective. If we're sort of isolating your different financial challenges to that, that would help you contribute... 18500 a year, uh, as opposed to, you know, five to $6,000 a year, that, that, that is certainly helpful. Now, that, to, to say that, though, Kendall, you could also do that right now, I and mean, you could put $18,000 away. It's just you're not going to be able to shelter all of it from taxes. You may have to use non-qualified, you know, vehicles, which it sounds like you already have. You have a taxable account at 8500 bucks. Is it just like a robo-advisor or direct with a website? Like, how, how are you investing that money?
1: So that kind of used to be in college. I kind of just got around to thinking I had like a naming job. I had some extra money. I'm I'm a big saver. Okay. Most of my emergency fund comes from saving from babysitting in high school. Nice. Um, like, I just never spent it. And I was, you know, I was hearing about investments. And I went to school for finance. I said, maybe I should start. Well, so I started a Betterment account um, back when I was still in college. It was kind of just like a general investment account. I was kind of throwing, you know, 100 bucks a month at it. Um, and then once I kind of, this year, my income's more than doubled. I took a very low paying job out of school. Um, I turned down a full time offer to kind of go and try and do this knowing that, you know, if I worked hard, I could potentially, you know, kind of move up quickly. And that's what I've done. Um, but I didn't have a lot of extra money. Once I, you know, once I maxed out my IRA, once I, you know, had my savings, that was, that was about all I could do. But this year, since I'm making a lot more and I have a lot more margin, I've been kind of, I earmarked that um, that taxable account for a taxable account kind of to put additional funds into. So I have both my IRA and my taxable account at Betterment, um, and I set up a tax-coordinated portfolio
0: yeah and i have no problem with that i mean betterment are friends of the show uh those folks uh, will join us from time to time on here and um i think that makes a lot of sense i i think if i always break it down this way do you have any short-term financial problems well no because you've got stability in your savings you do have some challenges in that you don't know necessarily where you'll be working one year from now which would terrify most people but you're used to that with your industry uh, do you have long-term financial challenges? Well, no. I mean, you've got, you know, almost fifty thousand dollars set aside for retirement at age twenty-three. I think you're going to be okay, which means, you know, you have the luxury of really looking at that midterm part of your financial life, and to me, that means putting money aggressively in that taxable uh, betterment account. I, if I'm you. I just start setting weird goals like, oh, I want to have 20 grand in there by the end of the year. Or, I mean, again, you're going to have to choose what makes sense. But uh, for someone like you who, who tends to achieve financially, I think you have to push yourself. I mean, you certainly trust yourself, but I would urge you to push yourself and just set an arbitrary number goal. You know, May 1st, I want this amount in there. And then just see if you can run hard and do that. I, I, don't, I don't think that would hurt you if you tried that. You know what I mean?
1: There were some of the things, you know, now I just paid off my student loans last month, so that's why I've had a lot of stuff going in and out. I had a really high income month last month, but I, I used it to pay off my student loans and, you know, put it towards the car. And now it's kind of, you know, I'm trying to figure out in my regular, you know, monthly budget and how to set goals when you don't have as many, you know, I already maxed out my IRA, I already maxed out, so trying to set. Concrete goals at this point, point. it's like I don't have any immediate things that just has to be done. Um, you know, within the next year, it's it's hard to kind of stay motivated, right? To really find the concrete goal there. Yeah, like saving money in a taxable account, you know, is is great, but without have a number, it's kind of hard to to be motivated.
0: For. Yeah, and, and see, that's why I think you just got to make it up. I mean, you, you don't yeah. have any debt. Uh, other than uh, electric cars, you don't. Do you have any vices? Like, are you like spend a lot of money on meatballs? Or I don't know what people are eating in Brooklyn no. now. Like, like what? Like Impossible Burger meatballs? Like, what are you? What? Are, what do you spend your money on? Not, not
1: a lot. Um, I spend. They feed us for three meals a day. Okay. I spend almost nothing on food. You know, except for my occasional. Yeah, you know, I like wine. Oh. Like I you I like a good bottle of wine sometimes. I really don't and that's kind of one of the things that I struggle with is being okay to maybe spend a little bit. You know, I live in I live in New York and I spend about two thousand dollars a month.
0: See, that's not bad at all. I mean, do you need an intern? I was thinking maybe I could be your <laughs> intern. Nicole and I could come, like she and be there and we like wine. We could all hang out and be in Brooklyn. Um I don't even know what to tell i mean you were doing it the way i, I would want you to do it i don't i wouldn't cha- i mean short of the car i really wouldn't change anything but the car just seems impractical and practical because you live in in brooklyn like if you lived in you know charlotte north carolina who cares right like it's just like okay well that's your one that's your one vice that's one of your expense but your power percentage is sky high i mean you're saving a ton of money i think the key would be two weird things oddly enough if you move out of new york it's conceivable that your rent payment goes up which you would be the only person ever to have that happen uh number two i would ideally like you to find another thousand dollars a month to come up with because if you ever do get uh, relatively soon with an employer who has an employer sponsored plan you can put another twelve thousand dollars a year on top of what you're currently putting in your roth towards that plan and you could actually do both you could do another eighteen thousand five hundred and do the Roth and, and then you're really talking about saving money. But I wouldn't change anything. Like am I missing something? Or, like, You're either lying to us or I'm missing something or I understand your situation.
1: Well basically, I mean I, my my income's, you know, sixty one hundred dollars a month. I'm kind of right now I'm I'm throwing twenty percent of every every growth paycheck, I'm trying, trying I'm kind of trying to make my own, you know, automatic savings, but twenty percent of each paycheck is going into that taxable account right now and then it it leaves you with like eighteen hundred dollars left over
0: and so then you just try Um, to figure out what to do well is that the is that eighteen hundred have to do with your um does it have to (laughs) yes i can't think does eighteen hundred have to do with your living expenses or is that just after living expenses
1: that's after after throwing eighteen hundred dollars in my ira or or retirement and after all my expenses including the car I have, like, $1,800 left over. Wow. Uh-huh. Plus any additional income. So every, we have, we're paid weekly, so we have, like, I have a five paycheck month next month. Um, I've got kind of a little, like, side job right now that could end anytime, but it's an extra couple hundred dollars a week. Um, and so one of my questions was, is it an absolutely insane idea to kind of throw all that extra money at this? absurd car loan
0: that i hate so much what's the interest rate on it
1: 3. Mm-hmm. Five nine?
0: i don't know i feel like with again you don't have job insecurity you just have sort of job uncertainty i mean it sounds like you're gainfully you're going to be gainfully employed no matter what um i, I don't know i almost feel like maybe that fifteen thousand dollars in savings uh maybe you try to double that but you but you double it by putting in that taxable betterment account like if I was in your shoes, I think I would just try to get as much money as possible in that that betterment taxable account. That's what I would do uh, because it's so much. There's so much flexibility there. Let's say six from six months from now, you just can't handle the thought of the interest payments on the Tesla, and you just decide to wipe out that account and pay it off. Then that's what you decide to do. But um, just set a really stupid goal, like set so- like 50 grand by June. I don't know. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Do you have Do you have someone that hold? you? It doesn't sound like you need anyone to hold you accountable to this stuff. I mean, do you have anyone that holds you accountable? No,
1: I'm normally the one
0: holding everyone else accountable. Jeez, why don't you... You know what we could do is you could take over my show. And oh my I, I have a flannel shirt. I'll move to Brooklyn. <laughs> um, dude, you know, it's funny. I used to spend a lot of time in New York and for various media things. And there was this one producer and she said... Uh, I like you because you're folks You're a folksy Midwesterner, and you know when you're a, And I was like, well, that's a really weird thing to say for a thirty-some-year-old man, and it and it hurts. Uh, um, you've got to be. You you seem like just a completely different person who I would picture living uh, in, in New York their whole life. You, you just uh, I don't know. I, I guess I those regional to differences.
1: i to New York. Let me know. Well, the New York thing was an accident.
0: Well, you get ten out of ten on our scale. I would love, again, if you set a, just a random number for June and, and then see where it goes from there. And, and here's the other thing. Uh, at some point in time, you're going to have to start evaluating job offers on something other than income. And it, it, that's how you know you're getting older is when you start looking at the benefits involved with that. And, and I think eventually you're going to end up taking a job where you can just put more away for retirement. I, I bet you five years from now, you'll sell out and do that. And it'll be a beautiful sellout.
1: Well, this is the other one, other factor on the retirement thing that I didn't mention. Oh, good. Technically, I don't, I don't have an IRA or, a, I'm sorry, a 401k access or anything. I do technically have a I'm pension eligible.
0: Because of like some but, sort of union.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm not technically in a union. It's, it's kind of a weird deal, but I get the benefits of being in the union. So I get my health coverage. So I'm not, you know, running around and spending a gazillion dollars on health coverage um but technically i would have a pension i don't know how confident i am that that pension would actually pay out that's why i kind of don't even think about it
0: yeah i wouldn't think about it i mean that's an interesting fact i totally agree but i would definitely not even think about it because i think you're going to be able to secure your own retirement i mean the way i view this uh, without running the numbers which you clearly can do yourself I i think I think you could probably shut it down in your 50s pretty easily based on the numbers you've shared with us, <laughs> if, you, if you want like that, to. I
1: could go six months without a job, and that's kind of one of the, you know, I, I have really high income months, and then, you know, I can have a month or two off, which not only do I not have income, you know, I'm spending out of my savings, and I'm not contributing anything to my savings. That's one of my fears. Um, I'm kind of getting a little nervous. My cash is kind of low right now because I I did put
0: a down payment on the car. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if you want to talk of emergency plans, you've got a lot of emergency funds. And let's be honest, you could probably turn that Tesla around in the midst of a terrible emergency and and not lose, you know, not lose a lot of money on it. So I don't know. I, I just, I have a hard time finding someone as competent as you. I have a hard time imagining that that you're going to get the short end of the stick. Now it may happen, but I, I just feel like you've got the sort of brain to pull yourself out of it financially cuz there's just a lot of structure there. I mean, you could survive for at least a year with no income the way I look at your finances.
1: Well, that's
0: that's alright. Anything else? So you so yeah, you okay. don't
1: think you don't think I sh- it's worth it to put you know, the extra money towards the car even no. if I think you no know, maybe in a couple of years I take another job and it pays less or something. No
0: way. I, I think you okay. need you need cash. I mean you need if you have um, uncertainty as to when the next gig is, cash is king. you need money you, the, the car note doesn't it doesn't matter.
1: Okay. Um, and then I do have one other question. Sure. I have a big tax check coming obviously next spring because mm-hmm. of that tax credit. Should I just throw it, you know, at the loan and bring it down to a, you know, at that point it'll be a 20, it'll bring it like a $25,000 loan or should, is there a better use to, you know, take advantage of all that
0: money? I, I still go with the same thing. I mean, I, I think until you get your next gig, I mean, I don't know if your gigs are six months gigs or you ever get a two year gig, how any of that works. But I think until you have any um, level of certainty of the, the time frame of how long you'll be employed, I would stay in cash and let's say you get a let's say you get a two-year gig and you find out in june and you want to take that fourteen thousand tax uh, tax refund check or whatever it is and then throw it towards the car by all means do it but i wouldn't do it until you know your next gig is secured all right well keep making television interesting um thank god for you because when i'm on the treadmill i have i have things to watch uh (laughs) <laughs> all right, Kendall, thank you so much. Please keep us updated. We wanna know we, we're we excited about your career and congrats on all your hard work.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Um, is there, is, yeah.
1: Um, I was gonna ask if there was a maybe I'll just email it. Sorry, you're gonna have to cut here, obviously. That's all right. <laughs> um I was there was I do have a question. I don't know if it's air appropriate because it does I
0: don't think she would ever find out and listen
1: to this. Um, no, you know, here you had we have a
0: question about motivation. Uh, yeah, let's, hand, let's handle that. So hold on a second. Let me close the okay. show and we'll pick up with you. That right. way Nicole can uh, stop tape. So that's it for this week's uh, Pete the Planner show. If you want to do amazing things like Kindle, well, I don't know. I don't think you can because she's one of a kind. <laughs> so, But anyway, if you want to be on the show, you can. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. That's all we have time for. This is the Pete the Planner Show, and I'm that guy. This is for information purposes only. And not as serious planning the flights. Consult a eventual divisor. All right, you follow the podcast. How do I know this? Because you're listening right now. You might have even read one of our blogs or one of our books. So there's a whole other side of this Pete the Planner empire that you know nothing about. Until today it's called your money line. It is the complete financial solution for employers. There's this whole world and it's called financial wellness. Sounds like nothing but it's something. It's a benefit that comes to you via your employer. It helps you manage your financial life. To get answers to your financial questions. Well, your money line, the company of which I'm this chief executive officer, of the leading companies in this world that deals with financial wellness. If you are an HR person or in the position of leadership within your organization, go to yourmoneyline.com and schedule a demo today. If you are a wholesome, wonderful employee, reach out to your HR person and send them to yourmoneyline.com. It's time to get Pete in your workplace.
1: control you're now a part of my zone so enjoy yourself love try to restore your health i bring you greetings uh, salutations how you doing and is that how y'all say yes